Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, I just want to encourage you to believe in the kingdom of God that Jesus preached himself. Remember, we have a religious mindset. We don't have a kingdom mindset. And when we are born again, we are transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We are also transferred in our citizenship, so you are no longer an Australian, um, although you are, but you are a citizen of heaven. So you have become uh, belonging to a country. You are part of the citizens of heaven. You are a royal priesthood. You are children of God. And so you have this dual citizenship right now. That's what makes you and a Christian. It makes you lethal to the enemy. It makes you lethal to the enemy because you legally can operate in heaven and on the earth. It's like when a pirate ship would connect itself to another boat. The pirate ship, once it had connected itself to the other boat, it would, it would lower a plank and those two ships were able to be plundered and the pirate ship would connect itself to the other boat. And so that's like you and I. We are standing in heaven right now. We are citizens of heaven. Our spirit man is born again. We are a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, everything has become new. So Jesus and the Bible and Paul and Revelation and Ephesians all describe our position as being in Christ, being seated in heavenly places, being seated with Jesus Christ. Whereas physically, we are standing on the earth. So you are a citizen of earth. You're a citizen of heaven and a citizen of earth. That means you're in two places at the same time. You know, we need boots on the ground. Any king who wants to do an invasion can't do it remotely, but he can do it by proxy. He can do it through a governor. He can do it through an ambassador. He can do it through an army. You and I are the embodiment of God. We are his proxy. We are his, his, his image. And if you read the Bible, everything in the Bible is to do with you and I being a reflection of the very image of God. In Genesis, God made man in his image. What is, you know, you are probably reading that with a religious perspective, because you've been born in this fallen world. It's, this world is, is incredible in its deception, in its delusion. Religion is so embarrassing, so ridiculous. Politics is just so embarrassing, so ridiculous. You know, we have this om, om, Omicron virus. There are two Australians who are infected with this virus, yet they were both vaccinated. They were vaccinated, yet they caught the virus and they're asymptomatic. 
So there's this virus that doesn't exist, that they've taken a vaccine for that doesn't work, that doesn't protect them from it and doesn't prevent from transmission. And yet they've caught a new super mutated virus of great concern. And yet they have no symptoms. I mean, this is beyond insanity. This is like, you know, come on, a man calling himself a woman, you know, homosexuality being an identity, aborting a full-term baby that's perfectly healthy. I mean, these things are of this world. This world we are not of. We are not of this world. It is absolutely embarrassing and sadistic and depraved and fascist at the moment. And it is not who we are. We're not of this world. It is not the kingdom of God. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. Because of these things, that those who do these things, they know that it doesn't please God. They know that it's a sin and yet they do them and they teach other people to do them. They say, you know, we are our own gods. Who, you know, who is God over us? Our tongues are our gods. We, we do whatever we say. You know, it's absolute madness. So you and I are citizens of heaven, but we are living in this world. But the Bible says to not be conformed to the pattern of this world, to not be conformed to the pattern of this world. And I tell you how you do it. You, you have to have no religion in you. You have to have no religion in you. So when you read the Bible, you actually read what it says. When you read what Jesus said, you actually listen and hear what he's saying. For example, there is no parable of the sower. Jesus says that the this is who, who, who wrote the parable, the guy who wrote the parable, the guy who said the parable, Jesus. He said it's the parable of the kingdom. So what's the parable about? It's about the kingdom. It's not about a sower. It's about the kingdom. Similarly, the good Samaritan, it's got nothing to do with a good guy. It's got nothing to do with being good or being nice or being charitable or being a Samaritan. No, again, this parable is about the kingdom and it's about every human is a copy of God. That's what he's saying. The, the lawyer was trying to entrap Jesus, saying, well, who is my neighbor? The parable was about who is your neighbor. The parable wasn't about a good Samaritan. The parable was an extreme example, a shocking story. Parables were designed to confront the unbelief in people. A parable was designed to confront the hearer so that they would be forced to find themselves in the story and identify their own sin, their own need for God. So the lawyer was saying, who is my neighbor? In other words, how do I love my neighbor as myself? You know, who's my neighbor? He was trying to get out of it. And he would have heard the parable and he would have seen that God was saying to him that everyone is your neighbor. That's the point of the story. The point of the story is that every man, woman and child, even if they're a slave, even if they're a sinner, even if they're a prostitute, even if they're homeless, even if they're a wreck on the side of the road, you are responsible 
to be God to them, to love them as though they were your own self. You know, I said to somebody the other day, um, you know, if there was an old an old lady who fell over in the middle of the road and I could see that traffic was coming, was going to take her out, you know, I would go and save her. I would go and pick her up. That, that, that That's a no-brainer. It's an instinct. You know, even if a a little bird fell out of a tree and I saw a cat was going to attack it, you know, who wouldn't just pick up the bird? You know, it's so easy to do that. And yet we're not allowed to do this in our society. You know, a woman is going to go and abort her baby and we, we're not allowed to 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 protest, you know, we're not allowed to tell her not to. Someone who's gay in our church, we're, we're not allowed to pray for them. You know, children who are wearing masks in schools, you know, increasing the carbon dioxide, reducing their oxygen, you know, in, in impeding their brain development, causing social and emotional trauma, we're not allowed to, to tell them to take off their mask. I mean, there are so many examples. We all can go on and on about these things and we forgive the fascist schools and dictatorships for doing that because they, they don't know what they do. But everyone is your brother and sister. Everyone is your, is your, is your neighbour. So we need to remove the religion from our minds. We need to have no religion in our thinking. We need to have no politics in our thinking. Jesus warned us to, he said, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. That is a command from Jesus, the king of the kingdom. He is saying that the, the, kings, the, the kingdom seed is, is, is like yeast that leavens the whole lump of dough. In other words, when you put a little bit of kingdom thinking, it'll take over your whole life. But he also warned us and said that the yeast of the Pharisees leavens the whole lump of dough. In other words, any thinking that you have that's religious will also take over your life. And so there is no room for any religious thinking. That's why when I read Genesis 1, I read that God made a copy of himself. God copied himself. God cloned himself. God, the omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent God, the God of the universe copied himself and called him man. Man is a copy of God. Earth is a copy of heaven. That's the truth in the Bible. And God wants to live on the earth in the in the physical realm with you and I forever. God, the invisible God, wants to take physical form and live on a physical earth with you and I. Read Revelation chapter 21. That is the end game. Read Genesis chapter 1. That's the beginning game. Everything that we're going through at the moment is a process where he is weeding out What's the kingdom? The kingdom is weeding out the the goats. The kingdom is weeding out the, the darkness. The kingdom is weeding out the cowards, the unbelieving, the vile, the idolaters, the homosexuals, the murderers, 
the sexually immoral. Jesus said the kingdom is like a net that caught all kinds of fish. The good were kept, the bad, the bad, the bad were thrown away. It's like angels who collected the wheat and the weeds together. The wheat was taken into his barn, but the weeds were burned. The kingdom is about separation. The kingdom is about yielding to God. And, and those who, who are not of God, those who are not pleasing to God, which is, which is not your own effort, it's, it's, it's being, being covered in the blood of Jesus, having your sins forgiven, eating his body, drinking his blood, and thereby becoming one with him. But everyone else is going to be weeded out. So this is what's going on right now. That's why, you know, many Christians are talking of revival. Christians, not kingdom. Christianity is a religion, okay? A real Christian is to, to be like Jesus. 1 John says we are to walk as Jesus walked. We are to live as Jesus lived. That when we die and when we see him, we will be like him because we're a copy of him. Jesus said, I'm a copy of God. As the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. As the Father copied himself in me, I'm copying myself in you. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. In other words, the Father is reflected in the Son. The Son is reflected in Paul. Paul is reflected in you. And Pete and, and I, we are to do the works of God and to do greater works. Jesus said, I'm the express image of the Father. In other words, I'm the, I'm the 3D print of the Father. I'm the copy of the Father. And Jesus prayed to the Father that we would be one as he is one. So our job as Christians is to face him. I said our job as Christians is to face him. It's by facing him that we become like him. As Paul said, we look to the sun. We, we look to the image of God and we are transformed into his image. 1 John says that as well. That says that we purify ourselves as he is pure, but it's in the context of looking to him like a... Uh, like the moon is a reflection of the sun. It has its its own, it has no light bearing powers of its own. The, the moon does not emit any light. It is a dead rock. It is a black rock. It has no light. It has no gas. It has, it is a rock, but the moon reflects the sun as it faces the sun. If the moon hides from the sun, there's no reflection. And the same way as you hide from God, there's no reflection. But Hebrews says to approach the throne of grace with confidence. In other words, face God. Face God. Jesus faced God. Jesus went up the mountain and faced God. Jesus got up early in the morning and prayed. In other words, he turned his his mirror towards the light and became a reflection himself. He said, the works that I do, the Father does them through me. He said, the judgment that I judge is given to me by the Father. He said, I say nothing on my own. Apart from, 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 from the Father, the Son can do nothing. Jesus said, I don't do any of these works, but the Father does them through me. In other words, I'm a reflection, I'm a reflection, I'm a reflection, I'm a reflection. 
Paul said, be an ambassador. You're ambassadors of Christ. In other words, you are a reflection. You are representing Christ. You are not Christ, but you are such a good example of Christ that Jesus said in Psalm 82 verse 6 and in John chapter 10 verse 34 to 38, he said, you are gods. You are made in the image of God. You are judges. Do you not know that you will judge the world? Do you not know that you will judge the angels? Do you know what angel gets to judge the world? You know what what angel gets to judge angels? But we are the sons of God. We are made in the image of God, the copies of God, and that's why we get to judge the world and we get to judge the angels because God has given us dominion, which is the word kingdom. God has given us kingdom. Jesus breathed on the disciples and he said, "Receive the kingdom." He said, the Father, as the Father bestowed a kingdom upon me, I bestow a kingdom upon you. And then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit, which is the kingdom. So if you're a Christian and you want to be kingdom, begin to obey the Holy Spirit. Begin to get to know the Holy Spirit. Begin to do what the Father is doing because the Holy Spirit is doing what the Father is doing. The Holy Spirit is saying what the Father is saying. Do not be conformed to the pattern of world. Do not turn your mirror to to the world to reflect its image. Its image is Satan. Its image is murder and death and evil. But to turn your mirror to God and reflect his image. Thank you, Father, that the hearers today have heard the word of the kingdom of God. Would you water that word? Would you seal that word? Would you delete and remove all religion from their minds? May they be purged of politics and may they see the Son today and may they obey him today in Jesus' name. Lord, just give them the gift of the kingdom. Give them the gift of understanding, of insight. Lord, open their ears to hear. Help them to buy God, with gold refined in the fire. In Jesus' name. Guys, you've received the kingdom. You need to, to repent. You need to face God. You need to ask Jesus to forgive you for your sins. He has already forgiven you, but you need to exchange your life for his life. If you're a Christian, you need to begin to obey the Holy Spirit as a person. He's not an idea. He's a person. Maybe you need to put aside some time to worship, to put on some music and to worship him. God bless you guys. Thanks so much for listening. I'm going to post a testimony in the comments. I hope you watch it. It's very, very powerful. Love you lots. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Is